Okay. Uh, it should be recording now. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Oh, thank God. All right. Welcome to the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast, everybody. How you doing? This is uh, your host, Ethan, uh, with my co-host, TJ. TJ, we're doing this blind. How are you doing, man? I can't see you. I can't see the sweat that you're obviously perspiring. I, I can't see you, but I can feel you. Uh, in case the listeners don't know, uh, I use like a, a 2016 laptop that's just slowly dying. Skype hates it. Uh, so somehow, I don't know if I just turned on my computer too fast for this. It, like it just didn't want to use the camera. <laughs> it just turned on too quick. It was like, hey, Whoa, slow down. What are you trying to do? Power I have a, me on? I have a geriatric computer. You know, what am I supposed to do? But uh, anyway, wanted to get a pod out because it's been forever again we're doing these like once a month these days and uh, a lot of stuff's happened so we wanted to decompress uh and tj you and i just got back from a very fun trip to uh denver colorado ain't that right we did fantastic trip uh to denver colorado shout out denver colorado shout Shout out out. incredibly drunk lions fan and shout out to the browns for hosting us yeah, uh, I thought you meant the Cleveland Browns there for a second, and I got very confused. But uh, not, not the sports team. Shout out to our friends, the Browns, um, and shout out to the Lions for taking a beating. Just Detroit taking a beating from Colorado sports teams. We watched the Avalanche take out the Red Wings, and then the Broncos take out the Lions. Uh, mm. You know, Detroit just didn't stand a chance, man. Victory was- just tastes so good. So good. Almost as good as this uh, Lagunitas IPA that I'm about to crack into. Um, Sounded crisp. We got a lot of NFL news, though, today, aside from uh, the Broncos uh, winning. It turns out Urban Myers has been fired. Urban Meyer, more like Urban Fired. Oh, man. Uh, Wait, Urban Meyer, more like you've been fired. Boom. (laughs) Roasted his ass. You nailed him. Uh, I think we talked about him earlier. I know we talked about him earlier this year. We had to have about uh, his whole uh, staying, staying in the club in uh, Columbus, Ohio, after the the Jacksonville Jaguars got whooped by the Bengals. And then he was like, hold on, guys, I'm going to stay back. And then he uh, you know, mixed it up with a co-ed and got caught on camera. He maintained his job then. But he also, I guess, was was kicking his kicker. And that what? news broke this week. He was kicking uh, the kicker? He was kicking the kicker. Josh Lambeau, former Jaguars kicker in, like, the preseason, I guess, uh, was, like, in practice. And uh, Urban Myers was just like, hey, make your effing kicks, you dipshit. And then kicked him in his, like, kicking leg, which he's, like, before suffered injuries on. And Josh Lambeau was like, are you serious? And uh, don't you like he had quotes of like, don't you ever effing kick me again and things like that. And I guess he just decided to I don't know what prompted this, but the story came out this week and Jaguars finally fired Urban for just a season of all the misconduct and unprofessionalism in the world. You know, uh, apparently and I'm, I'm just checking this out right now. This is a reputable source. The Tampa Bay Times dot com. Uh, <laughs> So amongst the incident with him kicking the kicker, Lambo also reported that he, he being Urban Meyer, refused to uh, refer to the special teams players by their names. 
Uh, he would refer to them as, quote, kicker, punter, long snapper, or shitbag, dipshit, or whatever the hell it was. I heard the dipshit uh, one. Yeah. So, wow. And, you know, that's this the weird thing about the NFL is you can you can kick people, you can call them shitbags, you can lose the respect of the locker room by staying behind and, as you said, mixing it up with co-eds. But uh, if you're not going to win football games, then you're not going to have a job. Uh, yeah, and I heard that like a big big thing is like the Jaguars signed him to like a five year contract, and this is year one. Um, so like you know the whole thing in Jacksonville, I think part of why he's had the job this long this year is because they're like, well, we're on the hook for his salary for four more years after this. Uh, if we just fire him now, we're on the hook for that. But physically assaulting a player, that might be for cause. Uh, uh you know, firing. And uh, the Jaguars might not be on the hook anymore. So there's going to be a lot of lawyers involved here very quickly. Uh, good riddance to bad trash, I suppose. Yeah. Yep, fair enough. Um, let's see. I mean, what? where are we at in the NFL these days, man? I don't know. This is a very sparse where, outline. Where are we're we at in the NFL? Where are we at? We're at the end of the if, fantasy if we season. We're NFL right now. What What is that going to tell us? Huh? What's What's going on? I don't know. That was, uh, the, that was the a big story. are playing the Chargers right now. That's where That's right. we are right now. Thursday night, baby. Uh, COVID-19 right. is still happening. In very fact, much uh, so. as early as this afternoon, Baker Mayfield had gone to Twitter to express his grievances over the league's NFL protocols. Uh, saying, hold on, let me let me pull the tweet. Let me pull the tweet. Yeah, because I mean, like, all the Browns have COVID right now, right? Like, their coach has COVID. Uh, Baker has COVID. Like, it's Case Keenum and just Nick Chubb out there going into this week. Which I heard Keenum said uh, that he feels pretty confident having a full Chubb behind him. Like he said, having uh, a full chub back there is, feels back great. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, so what Baker Mayfield said was uh, at NFL, make up your damn mind on protocols showing up and making only three teams test. Also, you can keep the game as scheduled to make money. Actually caring about player safety would mean delaying the game with this continuing at the rate it is. But to say you won't test vaccinated players if they don't have symptom- symptoms, then to pull this randomly doesn't make sense to me. Tell me if this makes sense. No tests this morning. Then let our team gather for practice. Then show up after practice to test them. Something seems off here. I Gotta mean, say he's right. Yeah, I test, get... them, test them first thing. Don't let them all hang around each other and then run a test. Yeah, if, if get these the, mass the outbreaks, man. Appearance is supposed to be player safety. Uh, that's a very, very strange way of going about it. No, I'm a, I'm a fan from a team that also had a, a COVID outbreak earlier this year after uh, some infamous Halloween parties. Um, it's not good, man. Not good. So uh, we will see uh, about the Browns there. I guess how they do. Who are they? Who are they playing? Are they playing the Ravens? Is that what's going on this week? Or did they play them last week? The Browns played the Ravens this last week. Okay. Uh, Dick. Who's getting the... Uh... <laughs> Raiders. Uh, that's, some, that's some insider, man, uh, dissing at me right there. The Raiders? Oof, yeah, man. The Browns are... and the Raiders are playing Saturday. 
Uh, so you've got a broken team facing a, a broken, broken team. team. <laughs> rough, rough. All right, well, that's what we got going but on. Saturday in, uh, football, so uh, I guess that's cool. What's that? It is Saturday football, so I, I guess that's cool. We've got uh, cool. Raiders yeah. Browns at one thirty, and then Patriots Colts, a game that actually you know some people maybe want to watch, uh, happening at five twenty on Saturday. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know what? I kind of I don't miss it, but I kind of it was like the only redeeming thing about like last year and not COVID and uh, the the NFL just not knowing what to do with it was like I kind of liked the like we could have football every day of the week because they were rescheduling so many games, and all of a sudden we had Tuesday night football. I kind of like football on fun days. That was cool, where they were like, all right, we got to postpone Sunday's game to Wednesday. Monday's game is going to Friday. Thursday's game is going to be Tuesday. And so every day of the week we could have had a game. You were like, this is NBC Sunday night football on Tuesday. And it was just the most hilarious thing to me because they're like, well, we are Sunday night football, even though we got forced to move it from Sunday. Anyway, um, boxing news. Uh, so you and I, TJ, uh, we watched a pretty full card on ESPN this past weekend of Lomachenko versus Comey, uh, where Lomachenko pulled out a victory. Hell of a set of fights that we watched, including uh, the young Ali and... Uh, who was uh, that other one, that big baby uh, guy that we love so much, the heavyweight. What would you think of the card? I thought the card was fantastic. Uh, a lot of heavy hitters. You're thinking of Jarrell Miller, I, uh, Jarrell yeah. Big Baby Miller, who is just a just a massive guy. He uh, Wait, that's not him. Hold on. Yeah, I was like, that name. That doesn't make sense. Big Baby. That guy looks old, man. I guess 33. That guy is big. It's so terrible that I know him more by his nickname, but like Jared Anderson. That's it. Now I'm really agreeing with you. <laughs> so Jared Anderson continues his streak of excellence. Uh, he's 22 and. Uh, Future heavyweight boxing. He's 6'4. Yeah, he's a massive guy. I kind of wish that he'd stuck around like the amateurs a couple more years to like be in the Olympics this year. Because I think he just played in like the Pan American Games, but I get it. The man's a beast. Like he will be probably like a heavyweight champion in just like a few years. Yeah, he's he's continues his winning streak, going eleven and zero, uh, all by knockout, knockout. or technical knockout. So right. this guy has heavy hands. His hands are as heavy as large babies. That's why his nickname is Big Baby, because <laughs> each hand is the size of just a massive infant. Yep. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun set of fights. Lomachenko, obviously, we're big fans of his, and he used to be a, uh, I think, lightweight belt holder before he lost it to Tiafimo Lopez. Um, I gotta say, I am a Lomachenko fanboy, so it's been a disappointing year for me after Tiafimo Lopez uh, won that decision. And I've just been waiting for the comeback, and I've been wait I've been waiting for the rise of Lomachenko and the fall of Tiafimo. And my goodness, that is exactly what happened. So 2021 has just been a fantastic year for me to watch. Uh, who I, somebody who I consider to be a villain in Tiafimo Lopez, uh, more specifically uh, the Lopez family. Uh, Father includes Vasily Lomachenko comeback for the win, uh, meaning that what's next 
uh, is George Cambosos, the uh, current champion who just beat Tiafimo. Is he next on the list for Lomachenko? I hope so. Could be, man. Could be. Uh, I'd love that fight. Uh, Lomachenko took out Richard Comey in this one, though, who uh, also used to be a, uh, a belt holder. He held the IBF lightweight title in 2019. Uh, so even though neither of these guys were like current belt holders, still super fun. We also, uh, you know, I remember we flipped from that card to UFC fights where there actually were some belts on the line and uh, dramatic, dramatic loss uh, by Amanda Nunes, the Bantamweight UFC belt holder. And uh, she lost her uh, her belt to a fighter from Spokane uh, named Janelle Williams, who absolutely shocked the world. Anyway. Um, Amanda, you talking about Amanda Nunes? Yeah. She lost to Juliana Pena. Is that... Oh, man. Who's Janelle Williams? I don't know. Damn it. Why would I know? I, why? Dude, you... I mean, you crushed it, I guess. Like, I was about to spit Janelle some... Janelle Williams is a senior advisor in the community of the Atlanta Fed's economic development team. Well, that's it, obviously, who I was confusing her with uh i don't know where i came up with that name no chocolate no rice from 2018 i'm gonna have to look into where i came up with that name but i mean co-worker number one okay i'll look into it man however Uh, more importantly juliana pena shocked the world in what was described during the broadcast as the biggest upset in sporting history uh i don't know if it was that big but it was massive and uh, she submitted the seemingly invincible Amanda Nunes in the second round. Yeah, Amanda Nunes, uh, I've always said, as long as I've known of her, which I won't say I'm a diehard UFC guy, but I've paid attention at least somewhat for the last uh, several years. And um, Amanda Nunes has always been like the most fearsome woman in fighting. She's 33 years old, um, but let's see, she's... Still, I think, uh, I guess, now that she's no longer champion, she's number one in the Bantamweight women's rankings in the UFC. And um, she's number three on their women's pound-for-pound rankings. She's absolute beast. Uh, she has... she's, she's completely a, a monster. Her last loss before this weekend uh, was back in 2014. So yeah. that is seven years of dominance. It's it's shocking to see her lose, especially someone from the Pacific Northwest region, someone from Spokane. That's amazing. Um, I grew up right around Spokane, and uh, it's awesome to see. And congratulations to Pena, and uh, can't wait to Pena. see her defend the title. Pena? Pen- Pena. Pena. Congratulations to Pena, and like, uh, yeah, like can't wait. P-E-N-I-A, like Pena. 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 There you go. You're getting better. All right. Can't wait to see Pena defend her title in her next fight. Uh, moving on from combat sports, uh, let's see. Although people should note that uh, this weekend is Jake Paul versus uh, Tyrone Woodley 2, RIP, uh, the the Fury matchup for Jake Paul. That is fun. Oh, man. Through. So it's, it's been so long. We, we haven't had an opportunity to talk about how the Fury fight fell apart. Because the last time it was all about how Fury was going to be disowned from his family and Mm -hmm. how Jake Paul is such a scrub and that uh, Tommy Fury could uh, beat Jake Paul with one 
arm tied behind his back, uh, according to, to the king himself, Tyson Fury. Uh, basically, nothing could get in the way of, of Tommy's victory. Uh, nothing except what did get in the way. And unfortunately, it, it fell apart. So now we get a rematch. And uh, you know what? Yeah. Okay. You know what I, I mean? mean? I'll, I'll watch it for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I know Woodley's... You know he's motivated. He he wants uh wants that bag first of all. I know that uh, Jake Paul is offering 500k extra for him if he knocks him out um, as an incentive bonus to knock out Jake Paul. Jake Paul's like, I will give you another half million dollars if you could actually do that and knock me out and not just beat me. Um, so he's got that as a little added incentive will, as well as will the Woodley fact need to get another tattoo. That's it, that's what I was about to say, man. Um. I'm not sure because, like, basically, Jake Paul was like, hey, Tommy Fury, our deal is that if I lose, you get this, like, 500K extra out of my own pocket. If you lose, you change your name to Tommy Fumbles on Instagram. I don't think that there's a similar deal for Woodley. I think it's just all positive for Woodley. Like, he gets a base pay. He gets a bonus if he wins. And then he gets a double bonus if he knocks him out, Jake Paul. And then I don't think there's like any negative because like Jake Paul is like, I need someone on two weeks notice. You already got the tattoo after like our last fight. You want to like get this bag. And I don't think he's like making him do the social media name change or anything. As far as I know. I think so that's like the little. I thought I remember reading an article that uh, Woodley did in fact get the tattoo. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it may maybe has faded oh no yeah he he what? did get it i love jake paul right there on his finger okay okay well where where's the next one let's uh-oh what's the uh-oh appears that it's not clear whether or not he actually got the tattoo what it's like doing it, some it fake may have been a he may have trolled it this this might wow. require some further research and uh May create increased drama surrounding the fight this weekend. I say if he loses, then he needs to get it for real if he didn't get it for real the first time. So the question is, Ethan, given your current state, uh, in a, a, the exact state that you are right now, how much money would it take for you to, instead of Woodley, step in the ring with Jake Paul? One week notice? No, or like, like it's going to happen like? fucking... Two days from now. Wait, is it next week? I thought it was Saturday. No, it's this weekend. It's this, this weekend. This weekend. Like two so, days like, from now. Somehow, I was trying to figure out how much notice we Like, got. with your current connection, somebody gives you a call and says, yeah. like, look, there's no reason that this should be working out the way that it is. However, what's your bottom line to step in the ring this weekend? <sighs> Going to get my ass kicked. Going to be on national TV. I. This could be your big break, you jabroni. I know. I know. 200k that seems fair that yeah. seems fair it's not at it's not like super expensive uh you know because you're no offense like a nobody mm -hmm. you know i'm also a no you know what i mean i'm not like i'm not trying to bring you down but uh yeah that seems fair <laughs> we're not celebrity podcasters yet i get that you're not no we'll accept it but that 200k paycheck then you you wear shorts to say sweat the small stuff podcast on the back mm -hmm. and We'll be swimming in listeners. We're going to be skyrocketing our followers, man, on Facebook. It's going to be crazy. 
You heard uh, it here first, Jake Paul. Uh, your next fight. Bring it on. Bring it on. All right. Uh, otherwise, in sports, uh, we got the Blazers kind of sucking. Uh, what are they, like 11 and 17 now? Like, they have fallen apart. They fired their GM, I think, since our last podcast. And uh, They're 11 and 18. 11 and 18. Just a little bit worse than I've said. Um, man, they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies last night? Shit. Yep. Uh, well, anyway. Well, the Grizzlies are 18 and 11. I know, I know. I was just like, I checked in on the game in like the third quarter and the Blazers were up, so disappointing. But, um... You see, that's... The the Blazers can't help but lose a lead in the third quarter. It it bothers me. It's been bothering me. Like, uh, we, we could be up 25 points by the second quarter, and I'm sweating bullets by the time the third quarter comes around because we just keep dropping massive leads in the third quarter. And yeah. now, apparently, we don't have enough firepower to come back in the fourth to, to win, to steal some of those games back. It is very unfortunate. Um, we currently have a worse record than the top 13 teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, unfortunately, the bottom of the Eastern Conference is looking terrible with the Magic at uh, 5 and 24, and then the Pistons at 4 and 22. <laughs> yeah. But uh, every other team in the Eastern Conference has at least 12 wins. I think the Pistons like had a run of COVID recently too. I know like a Bulls Pistons game had to be rescheduled because of just massive COVID outbreaks in the NBA. All the sports are getting I think this Omicron variant, man. It's crazy. I've I don't believe that the NFL will be in any jeopardy because it doesn't seem like the NFL really cares if you get COVID. You know what I mean? But um according to Baker uh, Mayfield, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> but uh we'll see about the NBA. I feel like they they have to be a little more conscious with how visible their players are. Uh Warriors are killing it in the NBA and the Western Conference. Uh they're leading the Conference at 23 wins, five losses. Seems like uh, Steph and Clay and Draymond, they're back. Uh, Suns are still killing it there. 22 wins, five losses. Eastern Conference, Nets are at the top of it. Uh, Bucks are right behind them. And not even so far behind that, third place in the Eastern Conference, the Chicago Bulls, my own personal favorite team. Uh, like I said, they're dealing with some COVID issues right now. Hey, but- uh didn't those Trailblazers beat them Bulls? They did. They did. That was one of the Trailblazers' 11 wins. That was one of the Bulls' 10 losses. I will admit that. I had very good seats to that game, and uh, my heart was crushed in 4K. In like 16K, man. That's that's 16. real life. Yep. 4K. <laughs> oh, man. My girlfriend got a photo put up on Instagram of like, all the Blazers win confetti falling down like across my face as I was just 10,000 yards stare in my eyes. Perfect. Rough night for me. At least I have this juicy Lagunitas IPA, though. Um, onward and upwards, man, in sports. Uh, go to hockey. Hockey. How are our Kraken doing? Uh, we're, we're devoted crackheads here, and uh, the Kraken are in the Pacific Division of the National Hockey League, and they're doing terribly. It, just it's not good. Stuff. This is like the opposite of what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights, where yeah. that first year they just blew everyone out of the water. The Seattle Kraken is at the bottom of their yeah. conference. Uh, they're not doing like the, the worst, uh, or pardon me, their division. They're not, they're not the worst in the conference. They're just 
the worst in their division. Yeah. Yeah, they're close to worst in the conference, though. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There. Uh, but anyway, uh, they're not doing great. And we've talked about that before, like how expansion teams, they're usually very polarizing one way or the other. They're either set up for a colossal failure, like maybe not the Kraken. Maybe they're doing like, OK, if really bad, you know, they still got yeah, a decent amount of wins. Um, not yet. They got 10 wins at least. But like the Houston Texans, when they became a team in, in the NFL in like 2000, got awful. It was just a train wreck for years. Um, and then you have like the Golden Knights that like got the opposite end. They got all the talent through the expansion process and they went to like two Stanley Cups in a row. So it just it happens like that. It's pretty rare that you get it like just right. But like even the Jacksonville Jaguars, when they became a team in the 90s, they went to the AFC championship game like really quick. So it's weird. Um. Fingers right, well, are still crossed for them, them crackheads, though. Uh, you know, keep keeping it. I uh, hope they keep it tight. You know, let's get let's get that hockey. Uh, all right. Otherwise, I think that's uh, it's pretty much all we got. TJ, anything that you wanted to shout out before we we head out for a quick ep? I uh, I got my shout outs out of the way. I, I I'm I'm out of shout outs. How shout about out a how about a recommendation? I kind of. What kind of media have a recommendation? Actually, it's more of a band or I guess really like a song. Uh, So there is a pop punk band that's kind of not really super duper popular, but I I found them through their 2019 album called Steady Glow. They are a band called In Her Own Words, but they just dropped a new single called Leaving Forever. And it is kind of a banger. Um, It utilizes more of like the chugga chugga guitar riffs rather than like uh, melodic but it's done in such a way like with the vocals where if this is the direction that the band is taking i'm very excited for what their next album is going to sound like so the recommendation is in her own word uh and then the song is called yeah it's leaving forever nice all right. Uh, mine is a Netflix uh, miniseries uh, called True Story. It's a drama starring Kevin Hart, Wesley Snipes, uh, also some appearances by Billy Zane from Titanic Ooh. fame. And uh, it's really good drama that gives you horrible anxiety watching it. Uh, so it's not for everybody, but it is... Uh, It's got you on the edge of your seat the whole way through. It's not a ton of episodes. It's like eight episodes, I think. And um, it's really, you know, you're never sure if like two actors are going to pair well when you have like really polarizing guys you've never seen together before, like Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. They have great chemistry. They crush it. And um, yeah, it's about a stand-up comedian who has a stop on his tour, go horribly wrong and him and wesley snipes are trying to pick up the pieces so check it out on netflix uh true story all right did you end up finishing it did you you watch it all the way through i did watch it all the way through yeah um it was really good yeah uh i definitely recommend watching the whole thing all right that's what we got today uh quick episode but we just wanted to let you all know that we are we are not dead we are still here and uh, we're still finding time 
here and there to get you all some content. Uh, I said this last time, but hopefully it's not another month before we bring out a new episode. But hey, it might be until after the holidays. I'm just Christmas is right there. It might be until after the holidays. It could be. It could be. Enjoy what you get. Uh, Otherwise, happy holidays. I'm just going to go from like a really like enjoy what you get stiff comment to uh, we love you. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Enjoy what you get, but also, I love you. All right. And uh, otherwise, keep sweating. Keep sweating.